But Layla, what do you what do you want from Christmas Switch Four? Hear me out. I okay. really love what you have written down here, which is okay. that we need to make Olivia a princess, so we skip time skip. Well, Olivia is technically a princess, but like, the, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, she's already a princess. But exactly. yeah, we're gonna make her at least eighteen. Exactly. Hear me out. We go Resident Evil in this bitch. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations, all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm someone that looks like Layla, but isn't. And this week, we robbed the Vatican in Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. Before we do a sexy laser grid evasion sequence, remember you can help us on Mortified, the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. Do you remember the last time we covered the Princess Switch franchise? Uh, I do. It was almost exactly a year ago. Mm-hmm. If my notes serve me correctly, not only did we cover Princess Switch 2, but we also covered the Christmas episode of Neo Yokio and did our end of the year <laughs> recap. Wow, busy, busy day for Mortified. Yeah, which is a wild, <laughs> wild episode. Um, but I think we had such a good time with Princess Switch 2 that we just had to devote a full episode to its sequel, Princess Switch 3. Right. And I mean, I remember when the trailer dropped, because we knew it was coming. We knew Princess mm-hmm. Switch 3 was, was in development. And I remember at the time we were both like... There's going to be four Vanessa Ann Hudgens. What we didn't know is that there were just going to be three, but it was going to be a fucking heist. Which is, I think, 100% the best way to do this. Yes. Um, it was it was incredible the whole way through. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited that we watched it, and I'm very excited to talk about it with you. Absolutely. I believe uh, it is your turn to do the summary. Excellent. Good. So, you know the Vatican Star of Peace, <laughs> right? <laughs> the Vatican has this big fancy gold star that allegedly belonged to St. Nicholas. That Is uh, that real? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, I, I would probably have learned about that in Catholic school, um, but I don't think it's real. But basically, it's like a big, cool Christmas star, uh, and they loan it to our protagonists, Stacy and Margaret, uh, both played by Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Uh, Stacy and Margaret are both princesses um, slash queens. I'm not sure uh, what their status as like government heads is. It's fine. Um, but um, they're doing like this big fundraiser or whatever, this big Christmas thing, and the Vatican loans them the star. But it is immediately stolen by, you know, nobody knows. The, the police don't have any leads. So what do they do? They bring in a consultant who is, of course, the antagonist from Princess Switch 2, the cat burglar thief uh, and sl- cousin of Margaret, Fiona, uh, or as we are going to be referring to her as evil Vanessa Ann Hutchins, um, who is, of course, the, the best uh, character in this uh film but um they bring her in as a ringer to help them track down you know who who stole this and she 
uh, in turn consults her sexy ex-Interpol boyfriend, Peter. Uh, and together they figure out that a rich billionaire man stole the star. And what are they going to do? Uh, they heist it back. Uh, and basically... They do the revenge heist of the season uh, with uh, not only the help of Peter, uh, but also the help of uh, Fiona's Team Rocket hench people, which kick ass. Um, their names are, of course, um, Reggie and Mindy. And they all get together. Um, Peter runs them through like a, a practice heist. They go to this party where the star is at. Uh, they, they heist the star, but all of a sudden, you know, at the end, there's a big mix up. And um, Peter, it seems like, has stolen the star for himself. But at the end, he hands it back over to evil Vanessa Ann Hudgens and reveals that he just wanted to get her to talk to her mom, who she's been just estranged from for several uh, decades, uh, which is the weakest part of the movie. Um, but at the end, there's a really cool dance sequence. So, it, you know, <laughs> uh, it's not it's not quite... I'll, I'm going to ding it for that mom thing there at the end. But otherwise, a pretty perfect movie, I would say. Yeah, as somebody who uh, is estranged from several family members, um, I hated that part. I hated that Peter was meddling in it. Because you see, my quest, my personal quest in this film, um, was figuring out which simp was my favorite one. Because all of the boyfriends are complete and total simps. Um, And Peter, as you mentioned, sexy as hell. Just a fine specimen of man. I had to ding him for meddling in family affairs like that. Um, it was absolutely the least favorite part of my movie for me, but by fucking God, the rest of it is the most impeccable shit I've ever seen in my life. Starting with the fact that it literally took five minutes from them to do the recap of Princess Switch 1 and 2 and then be like, this artifact from the Vatican is gone. We have to call the evil one to steal it back. It's perfect. They knew exactly what we wanted and they gave it to us. This is, you know, we love to talk about uh, when they, when the people who are creating a product do fan service. And this is an extremely fan service-y film, I believe. Not only for us, but for Vanessa Ann Hudgens personally, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. She gets to make out with three incredibly hot dudes. It's fantastic. Four. Four, four incredibly hot Four if you count dudes. the evil billionaire. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll yeah. talk about that. But um, So let's start with Stacy, who is U.S. Vanessa Ann Hudgens, um, married to basically a, the Prince of uh, England. Although they... <laughs> They do call the queen. There's a there's a brief reference to them trying to invite the queen and the corgis to this Christmas party, which is extremely funny. Um, but well, like, the implication is that the queen really wants to go to this Christmas party. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which rules. But yeah, what did you think of Stacy in this one? Um, I like that she's still a scamp. I also like that when it comes time, uh, there's a plot line where Fiona's disciplinary hearing gets moved up to Christmas Eve for some reason instead of the day after Christmas, which is a wild, <laughs> wild, a wild thing. thing. Um, Stacy goes with uh, Prince Edward, who is her husband, the British one, um, to like be Fiona for the disciplinary hearing because Fiona's busy doing the heist mm-hmm. and in it edward is like trying to help fiona out and be like i'm a character witness even though she kidnapped my wife <laughs> and the wife who had been kidnapped is sitting there as fiona going actually i think you should extend my sentence <laughs> i actually think that i should do more community service um which i thought was fantastic yeah it's really good um i was like stacy why are you being such a cop here but then again she did get kidnapped it's like that's fair i get it girl 
Um, yeah, it was I, messy I do think, and I loved it. Yeah, no, it, it's good. Um, you know, they don't give Stacy too much to do. This is very much Fiona's film, uh, which I think was a smart choice. Um, but yeah, she was she was pretty good. What do you think about Margaret? Our UK Vanessa Ann Hudgens. She's fine. I think she's always fine. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, she, I like that she uh, I like her when when they were like oh you should be Fiona and everyone was like she can't be Fiona and she then is Fiona she does a really good impression of her I thought that was funny that she was like making fun of her cousin like that how did you feel about her did she thrill you in any way did she do anything particularly outstanding um I I liked the part where they had to switch her for evil Fiona so that way she had to seduce the billionaire mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and like ah. Uh, there is a, an incredible sequence where um, Fiona and Margaret are teaching each other the tango, or Fiona is teaching Margaret the tango because um, they know that this billionaire loves the tango. Um, and, like, I just want to have a project that is so self-indulgent that I'm just like, I'm going to tango with myself. Um, and that rules. I think that every time that she is, like, you know, trying to be sexy um, you know, and, like, you know, obnoxious like Fiona is, she's always like... Oh hey there, meow. And then like as soon as the ca- like the person that they're talking to moves away, she's just like, "Oh dear, oh blimey." <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, like there's a part where um, the bad guy's like, "Oh, would you like to see my Christmas tree?" And she's like, mm, "I guess." <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, she's the tango sequence is really, really good. Um, I also would like to shout out the fact that during the end credits dance sequence, because it's like shots from all the scenes and, and all the crew are like dancing to this fun song. It's incredibly cute. Um, first of all, shout out to Prince Edward, who fully buys into the dancing and just like Colin Firth and Mamma Mia's it. Like the confidence, the moves, love it. You do see the Vanessa Ann Hudgens body double from the tango scene in one of those shots. Oh, really? Gets- I didn't notice. Yes, she's in the robe uh, in the tango scene. So I thought that was really cute that she got to do that. Very good. Um, Let's talk about Fiona, our star. Oh, fucking the star of peace herself. (laughs) The real papal ornament in Mm -hmm. in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's very, like... There's like, okay, Fiona was such a popular character in Princess Switch 2. We have to give her a whole elaborate backstory and like tragic past, which is extremely unnecessary. Um, But like, you know, it shows that they're trying to invest in the character. And, you know, like, again, I think all the backstory stuff was kind of boring. But like, I don't know, they gave her a bunch of really silly stuff. Like there's a portion where they're, they're trying to get an invitation to this party. And, like, the way that they're going to do that is they're going to have her randomly bump into this billionaire while he's walking his dog in the park. Um, and there's just, like, a two-minute scene where she is walking a very large dog, and the dog gets away from her and just pulls her straight through a hedge, and she disappears. And it's just, like, there's no other reason to have that except for, like, to have Vanessa and Hudgens do something silly. And I was just like, that's great. I love that. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit she does that's just flat-out funny and flat-out silly. I love that all the other Vanessa Ann Hudgens uh, complain about the heels Fiona has to wear because she's literally just, like, mopping in cockroach killers, which I love for her. Um, I love... I think every look that Fiona has is stellar. It's either spot-on for the character or I'm jealous of it. Like, there's a cape that she wears that's dope as shit. There's a skeleton hand bracelet that we're both trying to find, and it's so cool that, like, we caught it in the middle of a shot and we're like, what? 
It's the I one where she's that. doing her community service like at the Abbey and she is wearing this extremely stylish outfit with like this golden skeleton hand while she's holding a mop and she's just like talking to the nuns. It's fucking sick. It's dope as shit. I love Fiona so much. I was waiting for a line because um, her delivery as Fiona of any line is stellar. All her acting is in her shoulders. The me ow, like gets me every time. But I was waiting for like a lull from last movie because I did yeah. rewatch Princess Switch 2 and 3. Like I watched them back to back. Lull and the world tour of orphans. <laughs> like I needed something like that, but it's fine. Um, it's fine that we didn't get it. I'm, I've made my peace with it. Every time she calls Prince Edward Royal Six Pack, um, my heart grows three, three sizes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> she is the best character, I think, in cinema. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I would also like to point out that, um, she is doing her community service at St. Michael's, which is a callback to the last movie, because the orphans were at St. Matthew's. But when Fiona was impersonating British Vanessa Ann Hudgens, she kept saying that the orphans were at St. Michael's and everyone kept correcting her. And they were like, don't you mean St. Matthew's? And she would, that's when the world tour of orphans line happens. And then she does her fucking community service Ah, at St. Michael's. (laughs) That's really good. Excellent callback. The Princess Switch cinematic universe is fucking thrilling. Incredible. Um, how do you feel about our princes? I think we can do them all, all at once. Yeah, let's. Uh, do you have a ranking for them? Um, you know, I I think it's probably uh, Peter, uh, Edward, and Kevin. Uh, one just because Peter is played by um, Remy He, who uh, was not only in Crazy Rich Asians, but he was also um, God, he was he was also in Arcane, that uh, League of Legends show um and like i just i just finished uh jade city like a couple days ago and i want him to play uh hilo um carl hilo in um the Greenbone saga uh move or tv show that's going to be coming to to peacock um i liked him i like that he you know i think that the family stuff is very bad um but i attribute that to bad writing and not to his character <laughs> um uh, i there is one thing is that like his his whole deal is that he's ex interpol and he's now founded a security firm or whatever um and they don't say like cyber security uh and the fact that he has like grappling guns does make me worried that he runs a paramilitary organization <laughs> uh so like i don't want to dig too deep into peter's background and find out that he's like running blackwater too but um i just i was so happy to see uh an asian uh man be like a, a, a desirable person in this so um props to peter um you know kev or edward is, is next i think edward is great just because he's just like doing the you know he, he is being you know <laughs> harassed by fiona he's just like please i don't like you um and then he does the cool thing with um stacy and the abbey uh, and then kevin is just basically not in this movie because he has to go on an eight hour drive to see his sister <laughs> which sucks but what are you gonna do his daughter oh his, his daughter thank you yes olivia says his daughter uh, yeah i was sad olivia wasn't really in this movie and kevin either because kevin's a fun character um yeah i actually so i do dock peter for fucking with the family stuff um even though the actor is fine as hell holy shit uh i mean kevin also fine as hell like 
truly, what the fuck, Vanessa Ann Hudgens, you go girl, perfect career, you know, making out with these dudes in these films. Um, I will say Prince Edward edges Peter out because I had to dock Peter for the family stuff, but I love that Prince Edward is the stupidest man alive. Um, it has, is somehow so detached from pop culture that he does not know that Batman and Catwoman are not a team. <laughs> he just thinks that because they both have pointy ears, they're a team. And he keeps trying to make references that don't land. Um, but the moment his wife is in trouble or his wife has a stupid idea or a 12 year old tells him he's being a helicopter husband, he's bought in. He's like, you're right. I am hovering. And I love my wife so much that even though I made her promise she was never going to pull this weird fucking switcheroo shit ever again, I'm going to let her do it two more times. <laughs> and I'm going to be all for it. And I'm going to support it so much. I'm going to go with her to do a lie. And then he, uh, what did he call it? Um, after they were done with um, lying in the abbey. Skullduggery, I believe. Skullduggery. He called <laughs> He's like, ooh, all of the skullduggery is kind of thrilling. I was like, that's when that was when I decided. I'm like, mm, you're my favorite. <laughs> that's that's the d- dumbest shit I've ever heard anybody say. Wasn't his plot in the last movie in Princess Switch 2 that he just wanted to fuck? And all he wanted to do was fuck, and you know what? I respect that. Incredible. Um, you have anything no- notes about uh Team Rocket? I love them. They're great. The um, dumbest idiots alive. They're very stupid. They have a lot of fun. Like when the heist goes bad, the the guy is immediately just like, "I'm leaving. Goodbye. We're ditching them." Um, he falls off of a off of a grappling hook at one point and breaks his neck and his leg, uh, which is very funny. Um, you know, they're just goofballs. And although the the girl Maggie does do like the hacking uh, at one point, which is like, you know what? They're they're dependable uh, ish and. I, I respect that. There's a very cute sequence with them bantering uh, at one point. I, I just, they're great side char- characters. They're, the slapstick fucking physical comedy that they do is so good. And it's them and shout out also to, um, I think his name is Fred. He's Prince Edward's like footman. He always yeah. has the dumbest ideas. And in the second movie, he was like driving them to get Stacy from Team Rocket. And he was like, took his hands off the steering wheel to go. And thank God these things are registered weapons, sir. And like, he brings that energy into this heist. Like he is fully committed. He's in costume. He's ready to go. He's, you know, he's the only, <laughs> at what point they have to get out of there and he's like buying a hot dog or some shit. Yeah. Um, Honestly, that's really the, good. The side characters are just the fucking primo ballerinas. I love them all so much. Yes. They are, they are committed and they're stupid and we love them. And um, they know what movie they're in. Yes, exactly. They know exactly what we want and they give it to us. Um, do you have any notes about the bad guy? I don't even know his name. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's fine. Yeah, he's like yeah. horny. I like yeah. that. I yeah. like that everybody in this franchise is extremely horny. Yeah, <laughs> it's not because it, this franchise knows who's watching and what we want. It is just dipshits like us sitting at home, going, "I want a Christmas, I want a Hallmark Christmas movie, but twice the budget and three times the Vanessa Ann Hudgens." god you're so right um so the thing about the princess switch franchise is that like 
I think it is the opposite of we, we talked about when we did one piece earlier in the year about how like some creators just like hit on a gold mine and they are kind of trapped in it forever. Um, I think this is the opposite of that, where it's just like this probably isn't especially lucrative for Vanessa Ann Hudgens, but like if she is a producer on this, she's basically just like I'm gonna uh, give myself four hot men to make out with. I'm gonna get like forty different sick outfits. I'm gonna be doing the coolest stunts. I'm gonna be a sweet character. I'm gonna be a fun character. I'm gonna be a mean character all at once. Like I, I'm so happy that you know this is. I, you know, I think that Vanessa and Hudgens is certainly not a perfect person, uh, but like, uh, this is kind of a, a really great thing just to see somebody being like, I'm a rich person, I can do whatever the fuck I want, and like, this is the benign rich person stuff that I wish we saw more of. Yes, it's goofy. I love it. It's so goofy, and it's like, there's an episode of The Good Place where um, the lady who plays Janet, whose name I usually know but am blanking on, she has to play every single character on the show because Mm -hmm. they're trapped in her, like, inner world, and she has to physically be all of them, and it's like a feat of acting. Vanessa Ann Hudgens gives us the same fucking shit. She is giving us Fiona as Margaret, Stacy as Fiona, Margaret as Stacy, and and it's fucking all of them loop-de-looping around each other in layers. And I buy it every time. I can tell who's who. It's um, it's like the performances are so hammy and so completely fucking bonkers that they're fun to watch. Like, you can tell these aren't real people, but they're, they're just real enough that you're invested in them emotionally. And then you can also watch them do, like, slapstick humor shit like you were talking about when she gets pulled through a bush. Um, it's phenomenal. And you have a note here uh, t- that we need to talk about. The fucking looks. Yeah, she has, like, a hundred different outfits and they all look incredible. Um, we talked about the six skeleton hand, but there's also, like, um, there is, like, a really cool gold sparkly dress in one, which is great. Um, like that's it's kind got, of like, a sig- train. Uh, yeah, it looks incredible. Um, there's also like a, a tango outfit that Margaret uh, comes out in, um, which like it's just a dress that's like specifically styled off of like tango style dresses. Um, and that looks great. Um, y- you know, I don't know anything about fashion, but I just know that there are like a lot of cool colors. And like even fucking when um, Fiona is in her heist outfit, like her black, um, like basically like long sleeve shirt also has like a back cut out so it's sexy and she's like yes that that's perfect what else do you want yeah uh, margaret wears a really pretty pink dress that's like a sheer florals thing over like a pink slip that i love stacy has a really cool suit that has like a much deeper v than i anticipated in this like world and man i just love looking at vanessa ann hutchins having a good time you know these people, it's like, have you ever watched Mamma Mia? Um, a long time ago. I don't remember any of it. God, there's a gift set that goes around on Tumblr every once With in a Colin while. With Colin Firth. That's Colin... the only thing I know where it's like, Colin Firth really put his whole pussy into this performance, <laughs> huh? <laughs> this is the most accurate way I've ever heard that described. But like, yeah, like, it, that's the thing is Vanessa Ann Hudgens is fully bought into her own fantasy. And it's so much fun to watch because everyone's all, everyone else is also bought into it. And it's ridiculous, and it's weird, and there's, like, Team Rocket fucking henchmen, and she looks 
so fucking good doing it because even the cartoonish outfits are like really well fitted. She's got like, I think for the ending scene, Fiona has a hat made out of gemstones. Bonkers. Unhinged. I love it. There are so many like puffy jackets and silhouettes happening. It's like, I, I want the skeleton hand. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, some of the outfits, I was like, this is a great character piece. And some of the outfits, I'm like, I would wear that. I wish I was the kind of person that could pull off a gold skeleton hand. Like You absolutely I, can. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to go to some event with a sick skeleton hand. And people are going to be like, what the fuck? And I'd be like, uh, it's from Pin- Princess Switch 3. Uh, you probably don't even know about it. I'm going to get us matching skeleton hands the moment I get a job. Hell yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be cool as hell. Um, The thing that I like best about Princess Switch 3, I think, is that they, like, they don't do four Vanessa and Hudgenses, which, like, would be hilarious, but, like, this franchise, like, you cannot introduce too many characters into it, otherwise it becomes way too top-heavy. But they do the very smart thing of turning it into a heist, which, like, adds a certain level of energy that I think would not have been able to be maintained if not only there were four VAHs, but also, like, it was just, like, and now we have to date more. Like, there is definitely, like, that sexy romantic tension, but adding that dimension of a heist, like, the the practice laser grid scene um, is extremely hot when both um, Peter and Fiona are, like, going through the lasers and they have to boost each other up and the, like, faces are really close together. And it's set to the tango that is happening upstairs! Yes, it fucking owns. Um, like, listen, if you're if you're a villain or somebody who has like a priceless artifact they want to like possess, do you want to just put like a big laser wall around it? No, you want to do the laser grid, right? Because that way, at least if you get robbed, you know that somebody did a really cool, sexy flipping routine and they had to work for it, and like. I think that's perfect. I If I ever own some sort of Vatican artifact, that's what I'm going to do. And um, as long as you can steal it, as long as you make sure that it's on camera and, you know, you look great and have a great time. If you were a supervillain, a billionaire supervillain with a priceless artifact that you stole and somebody had to steal it back. So, like, this guy had his two quirks. He really liked the tango and he really liked martinis. That was mm-hmm. his two things. What were your Excellent. two things be? Um, I think my two things are that I really like swords, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that I cannot say no to, hmm, hmm. chocolate, I guess. I don't know that that's okay. especially, that's just me. That's just my thing. I don't, I don't think I have a especially good, I wouldn't be a good billionaire is the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I would also just drown in my own guilt. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think... I think my two things would be, like, I would always have an entrance. So, like, always ready to whirl around with a cat on my lap. You know, like, I'm always prepared. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about in The Mummy, I would have, like, an assistant running around going, okay, the angles are right here. They're standing over there on this side of the hallway. So if you come in through the west door... I can get the spotlight and I would be like, thank you. Mm-hmm. That would be it for me. And then I think my, my like other vice, I do feel like something handheld is like appropriate. You know what I mean? Like the martini thing feels right. Um, I think my handheld thing, I think I would just adopt 
drinking iced coffee out of some sort of stemmed glass. I know that's incorrect, but I feel like by the time I got to be a billionaire, I would already be so morally corrupt that it wouldn't even faze me. I would love to see you drinking just like a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee out of a champagne glass with a little straw coming out of it. I uh, I drink like dead ass milk out of wine glasses. That's like a thing I do. I walk around my house and if I want to feel a little fancy, I'll put some oat milk in a wine glass and I'll just walk around. You just need a skeleton hand and you can do that and a cape and you're already a super villain. Uh, <laughs> that would be incredible. Um, we should talk about the very, very stupid third act twist. Dumbest. So they make the very poor choice here in Princess Switch 3. Like they were seeding it so much so that I thought that this, you know, Fiona's mom was going to be the person who actually stole the star. Um, but like they basically are just like, hey, Fiona's mom was never there for her and it was always going on flights. And, you know, she grew up very lonely. Um, and at the very end, they bring her mom in and they have to reconcile. And it's just a very strange energy to add to like the third act of your film where it's just like, everything's gone off great oh no there's a complication uh but it's it's that your mom is wants to reconcile and it's just i don't know why they did this she wants to reconcile and it was in the stupidest way possible where she just comes in and she says uh i've been there's a void in my life and it's because i want my daughter but she's never ever 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 on or off screen displayed wanting to talk to her daughter other than calling her which is not a thing like you you that's not that's enough. No, um, it, it doesn't. I work. think it extra annoyed me that Peter was getting involved in it because he kept being like, "You should call your mom." Boo. If a man ever, if you have, if, my, if a man ever was like, "You should call your father," I would not only dump him, I would ruin him. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Especially having seen what her mom was like, like completely just abandoning her, and the fact that their friendship was formed out of the fact that she was so lonely. He needed to, like, help her not be lonely at this, like, boarding school for orphan teens. Yeah. What was this plot line? What was the point of this plot line? Yeah, Peter says the line, like, he's like, you're running away, like, just like your mom always did. And, like, I love Peter. Um, If a man ever says that to a woman, that man should be shot on sight. It's just, you should, you don't do that. Fellas, don't, don't. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was truly, um, that's, I'm telling you, that's why Peter got docked. Even though I love the fact that he's, like, a competent simp who's willing to put up with the Team Rocket shenanigans. And it's a very, like, um, it gave me, uh, the vibes of I'll Make a Man Out of You, like, that sequence, which is so many people are just sexual awakening. Um, Captain Lee Shang, also fine as hell, uh... And it just, this whole weird, like, I'm going to tell you how to feel, and I know you really well, therefore um, I get to dictate how you overcome your shortcomings. I was like, what is this? Why is it in my otherwise perfect film? Yeah, yeah, it was it was the biggest flaw. Wish they didn't do it. Um, when we revise this script, uh, it will not be any, anything like that. Uh, in 2020, 2050. <laughs> when we, we release the remastered version of Princess Switch. Yeah, we're going to uh, cut around it. Yeah. 
Um, but since we are, uh, of course, having been in contact with producer Vanessa Ann Hudgens, we have, we're proud to announce we are um, going to be producing, uh, co-producing, co-writing, co-directing uh, Christmas Switched 4. Uh, we figured we would crowdsource some ideas, uh, but Layla, what do you what do you want from Christmas Switched 4? Hear me out. Okay. I really love what you have written down here, which is okay. that we need to make Olivia a princess, so we skip time skip. Well, Olivia is technically a princess, but like... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, she's already a princess. But yeah, we're going to make her at least 18. Exactly. Hear me out. We go Resident Evil in this bitch. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Because the implication here, right, is that she has somebody who looks exactly like her that isn't related to her. What if that's like a, you know, umbrella style genetic experimentation thing (laughs) and it goes wrong? And like three Olivia's have to overcome a zombie apocalypse yes uh we we get yes um that's how we get vanessa and hudgens that she's she's been kidnapped and it's revealed that all these three were actually genetic clones <laughs> by the abstergo corporation and now olivia training with her other clones and also i guess i want kevin and peter because i think i want both of them to have more screen time um probably fiona too i think fiona doesn't get kidnapped um uh, I want them all to have a fucking <laughs> to fight zombies in Christmas Switch or Princess Switch Four. <laughs> what if? What if? What if? The people who get kidnapped are Edward because he's such a simp. Like I just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd go with her this time. Yes, of course. Um, Margaret, and then. They think they got Fiona, but it's actually um, Stacy. Oh, no, not Stacy. Uh, um, what's her? Well, they already got Stacy. It's okay. actually uh, the the female henchman in a wig. Oh, Maggie. Maggie. It's Maggie in a wig, which leaves Fiona, Peter, and Kevin as like the mentor team to coach the Olivias. Mm-hmm. They have okay. to train Olivia. <laughs> to figure out how to be Vanessa Ann Hudgens. But Olivia's at that fucking ballet academy. Mm-hmm. So she and Kevin, part of the movie has to be the journey to Montanaro. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good. Uh, hey, Vanessa. Vanessa. Call us. Call us. We're available. Um, We're so ready. Yes. You're going to have a blockbuster on your hands for sure. You don't even need to keep Keep the budget the same. As long as you have the same budget for outfits, we'll be fine. Um, the the makeup, we'll figure out. Um, I don't... have an alternative. Not an alternative. I have an additional, perhaps, marketing suggestion based on yeah. something you said earlier. Okay. Remember how you said we don't know what Peter's fucking up to? Uh, yes. I think Peter should be in Fast 10. Hmm. <laughs> I would like that. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. listen, we don't know what the fuck he's doing. What if he's working for Mr. Nobody? Yes, there we go. Um, <laughs> the crossover event of the season. <laughs> um, we, we get <laughs> Vin Diesel, uh, you know, is, is tracking down, you know, a bunch of car terrorists. Uh, and who does he turn to to get the secret information? It's Peter and his private military corporation. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then of course Vanessa and Hudges is in Fast 10 of course for some reason 
It's uh, the Switched and the Furious. <laughs> God, that is definitely a BDSM movie at some point. Oh, no! <laughs> Somewhere out there. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord. Yeah, so <sighs> I think uh, Vanessa and Vin Diesel. Calls. Hit us up. Hit us up. Oh, do you have any more points you want to hit about this incredible film? Uh, it's perfect and everyone should watch it. I agree. Layla, when we're not spinning studio gold blockbusters, revamping franchises, just really giving Scorsese a run for his money, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Tumblr and Twitter. I just wrote another essay about how the vocabulary you use in your RPGs uh, with regards to like stats and things you can do actionable vocabulary contributes not only to your world building but player retention um that's been fun uh so yeah aaron what about you uh you can find me on twitter at aaron sxl where i talk about health policy and tabletop rpgs you can listen to the other podcast i do at the bible boys uh, we are doing uh, a sort of a show and tell we're doing christian urban legends this week um if you've ever heard that footprints in the sand poem i'm going to be talking about that the origins of that um and i'm pretty sure michael is bringing the christmas shoes song which is gonna be pretty wild um and i don't know what josh is gonna bring but i'm sure they will do something wild um as far as tabletop rpgs go i did just release time skip which is a tool to help advance your characters into the future if you want to see your characters in your already established tabletop game do things like trading montages or get new outfits or have kids uh consider picking up time skip it's three bucks um i think it's neat our theme song is obsolete by keshko from the album filmmakers reference kit volume two you can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com well, Layla, what should we say as we close out another episode? Merry Switchmas, Aaron. Merry Switchmas to all, and to all, a good night. Mm-hmm.